0: In my life. Let's do it. All right. Okay. Go for it.
1: This is Anna Chippa. Like you eat a chip and ah, not zup zoop, zup zoop, zoopy or chips ahoy. <laughs> and and this is Anna at Summer Solstice Coach, S-O-U-L-S-T-I-C-E. And my advice, just stay up, wake up, and vibe.
0: I love it. You didn't save room vroom beer and you didn't say with Jeff Smith, but that's okay. Oh. Don't worry about okay. it.
1: Okay, I can redo it. Do you want me? You me want to do it? it again? Let's let's do it again. Okay. And you said you said name, name quote
0: URL website. Yeah. And yes. Then you're listening and then to.
1: You're listening to yes. Room Room here
0: with Jeff Smith. See, Jeff you're ready. Smith. you're ready. You okay. can say my okay. name. Yeah. I'm like, and you're always working. You. You're working your hair. I Wake like up. it. <laughs> yes. Thank All you. Right. Whenever thank you're you. ready. Awesome. All right,
1: this is Anna Chippa, like you eat a chip and ah, and I am with Summer Solstice Coach, S-O-U-L-S-T-I-C-E, and you're listening to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeffrey Smith. And my advice,
0: wake up, chill out, and vibe. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I love it. All right, let me hit stop. I'll be right back. Thank you so much for being on Vroom Vroom Beer and welcome to the show. How's it going?
1: Absolutely. My pleasure.
0: So you are at nutritionalpilates.com. So talk a little bit about what you're most excited about in your business today.
1: Well, with my cancer freedom program, we are looking to expand and we are working. I'm working currently on a group program so that we can make this more available to everyone. Um, and I'm also looking for the next location and coordinating my next retreat because we need a bigger facility. It was a huge hit and I'm super excited to do it again.
0: Wow. How many did you have the first time or the last time?
1: (laughs) It's a very small retreat. We had eight people. Okay. And so we're looking to expand a little from that. But the trick is that most retreat facilities don't let you have the kitchen. Um, if you have a large Ah. group and one of the key things is that we want every class to be a cooking class. Mm. So you really get to learn how to apply and do everything when you go home.
0: That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Venues with kitchens. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs>
1: call me if you know
0: that it's I, <laughs> one. Remind me, I have an idea. Depends on where you're at, though. Okay. If it can be nationwide, this one's got, nationwide. It, it's got, it's got issues that might make it not work, but you never know. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, okay. Okay. But anyway, ask me later. <laughs> I will. Okay. So this is room, room beer. That's awesome. And, uh, thanks for doing all that stuff. Uh, we, we had a little pre-show chat, so I want to find one of those retreats <laughs> and put it on my annual or maybe biannual or however often I need to do it. Yeah. One of those, I'm to kill all the cancer in my body in a month or a week or however long it takes. I don't know. But anyway, um, before we do that, this is room, room, beer. So that means we have to go back in time and talk about Katrina when you were like <clears throat> young and impressionable and before you had cancer and all the bad things and then all the good things after that. So, uh, where did you grow up?
1: I grew up in Scottsdale, Arizona.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think you may be my first Arizona native. That's <laughs>
1: yeah, there's not many of us.
0: Yeah. So, okay. What was, uh, Growing up in Scottsdale, like you get tired of people telling you you live in Phoenix.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no. I mean Scottsdale's subtly different. It's a little. Okay. Uh, it's a very nice area. Right. Um, it's really hot though. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> that. One, our brick and mortar is still there, but um, my we moved up. My family moved up to Idaho because it's really hot in Scottsdale. Yes, it is. Especially right now. <laughs> yes, it is.
0: <laughs> so I actually had uh, uh, spent a lot of time in Phoenix um, way back when, like in the early days of podcasting. So and the only way people could get you to go to Phoenix was to say, "Ah, oh, yes, it's in Phoenix and yes, it's in June, but we're having a pool party. And that made it kind of OK. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the the joke is that even the homeless have a pool in in Phoenix.
0: Yeah, and saltwater pools. So uh, what is the deal with saltwater pools? Is that so it doesn't evaporate as fast or something?
1: I would think for most people that that's a way of getting away from the chlorine because it's super toxic
0: for people. Ah, okay, gotcha.
1: The salt is good for the skin. Um, Some people have ozone pools, um, but the salt is preferred.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I guess like, it's either you're going to have salt or chlorine. (laughs) Chlorine, not so good. Okay. Got it. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So what's it like growing up in Scottsdale? What were you like in high school? I know you hate that question, but like,
1: Uh, yeah. So you don't have to
0: be super specific and get weird, but like, were you like a preppy or like a academic
1: I was in um, the A track academic stuff, so kind of a nerd in that way. Okay. Uh, but I was a dancer, so I was on the palm line. So, oh, wow. kind of a weird combo. Um, I didn't really fit in either world super well. But, okay.
0: Yeah. But still, that sounds like you're kind of like on an overachiever kind of type A track. Yeah. A yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, well, it, go ahead. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think in the fields that I'm in, the perfectionists tend to go there and be drawn there. So it kind of works.
0: <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. You know, I, I, most people guest wise are type A overachievers. Just sort of like makes sense. I'm, yeah, totally. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> All the good things that happened to me was because some supervisor in the Air Force was making making me do shit I didn't want to do. So, and thank you. (laughs) I needed that kick in the ass. (laughs) Anyway, so, okay. So you, did you go to college after high school?
1: Yeah, I went to Texas Christian over in Fort Worth and uh, I was at a BFA in, in modern dance and theology And then that's actually where I got introduced to Pilates and got certified while I was still in college.
0: Holy cow. It was a huge, huge blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's, it's, it's a big deal because like I've met a couple of professional dancers. That's really, really tough gig.
1: (laughs) I have to say though, I'm not that good a dancer. Um, I was, I really love movement though. And I, I enjoy the dance and I was pre-physical therapy while I was there um and I was going to go to physical therapy school but then I had my own issues with back pain and the physical therapy really wasn't doing anything. Right. Um it, and that's when I discovered Pilates and because of the way Pilates looks at the entire body right. versus insurance is shackling the physical yes. therapist for, to just look at the one part that has the injury that's right. diagnosable. Mm. Um I I realized that that early on which was huge. I mean completely changed the trajectory of my career. Um, because most of what I do with the Pilates is more of a post rehab. It's not general fitness stuff. Right. Right. Uh, and
0: a- that's how I after, got it. after injury recovery, you can come in and do manual therapy and things like that.
1: Yeah. And we don't do any manual therapy. It's all okay. verbal. Oh, okay. Um, but we, we have NFL players at our studio all the wow. way through to clients that are in wheelchairs. Um, but usually they have some specific issue. They're not just looking for a workout kind of thing.
0: Right, right, right. Okay. So it's more like a return to function kind of. Yes. Okay.
1: Exactly. Okay. Optimize.
0: So yes. I went through something similar. So l- I have a couple of comments. So I saw yeah. an amazing TED talk about people who are dancers, right? And the he he sort of commented like, okay that rambunctious child in british school that will refuses to sit down and look straight right they have to move to think right that's a it's a brain type almost is what he was trying to get at so i would imagine <laughs> that might apply to someone like you right you you move a lot and you you, you would
1: think um, and that totally makes sense and i've heard that and seen that uh-huh I actually can hold still very easily um, wow. where I've had comment on that. So I'm not, I'm not sure. I just, am a little quirky, I guess. I'm not sure.
0: Nobody, <laughs> n- you're not a cookie cutter. <laughs> no, <laughs> It's just an idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the other thing was, was <clears throat> that I totally agree because I went and did massage school. Oh, and cool. then I did like uh, this thing called uh, neuromuscular therapy. So that's Mm -hmm. it's kind of like taking... Have you ever heard of... uh, Oh, what are those big red books? There was a doctor. I can't remember her name now. But anyway, uh, it'll come to me as I don't try to think of it. (laughs) So she was the physician. So she was an MD. And she worked for um, JFK. You know, JFK Mm -hmm. had all those back problems. So she was his MD. But... In her spare time, she wrote these gigantic volumes mapping out trigger points. So she's like the mother writer of trigger point therapy. So the school took those books and then added a bunch of stuff to it and came up with this program. But yeah, it was like all these philosophies that came out of that was like, you know, muscle and soft tissue is like an orphaned organ (laughs) <laughs> as far as the insurance and medical field goes. Yeah, fascia's not cool
1: yet. It's getting there.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, yeah, and I I experienced that same thing because I had a shoulder in, in, injury when I was active duty. And they Thank give you, me. you know, like how many ever, whatever, uh, physical therapist appointments. And it's it really is limited to, injury recovery, right? So after the injury is you quote unquote air quotes recovered, you're done.
1: (laughs) Right. 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 And the other You're not
0: done, but they're done with you. Yes.
1: Yeah. And the tricky thing like for me, I was having back pain. Right. And they just said, Oh, it's because of your scoliosis. But what happened was about six months into like treatment, I guess, my left ankle started hurting. And all of a sudden they stepped back and was like were like, oh, well, your left arch is collapsed and your right isn't. That's actually causing the twist in your pelvis, which is causing the scoliosis. Uh-huh. And so when I started working, um, I was actually doing Pilates, there's a, a special apparatus called the foot corrector for the arches. Oh, wow. I got my left arch lifted and literally you can't see any scoliosis anymore. I've had seven children, never had a lick of back pain since. Wow! Um, so it was like completely missing the why do I have scoliosis and back pain? And not all right. scoliosis is, you know, shiftable and, uh, you know, you can change it. Sometimes it's structural. But for me, it was a big deal. I mean, if I hadn't done anything else, I would have had back pain probably the rest of my life.
0: Right. 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 Well, most people do after a certain age, right?
1: <laughs> which should not be the case. If people Concur. are really getting good care and right. I'm not talking about necessarily sessions that are covered with insurance, it's not going right. to be that it's going to be more like you're saying the optimizing and finding a really talented practitioner that can do the soft tissue work that can do the, the muscle balancing work with some Pilates or something to really address what's going on. And a lot of this stuff is preventable that we just kind of live with,
0: right? which is, yeah. 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 So let's, let's talk a little bit about your health journey. And then, and then as we go through these, we can compare notes because at some point, like you figured out you had to get off sugar, me too, but let's not start yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> let's start with what you were doing before you got cancer and then how you, cause that's a big deal. So that's how it makes, makes a good story right there.
1: Yeah. The big C word, right? Yes.
0: So, so- scary.
1: I, um, at that, I had, uh, learned a little bit about health. I wouldn't, you know, right. with the Pilates, I knew a lot of anatomy, but I, I wasn't really understanding diet at all. I thought sure. I ate healthy. I really had no idea. Everyone thinks they eat healthy. Right. But I had, um, my first daughter and when she was about three, she was having a lot of pain in her teeth and I'm like, okay, that's weird. I guess I'll take her to a pediatric dentist and the guy took a look at her and he said, well, she had needs um, three root canal, baby root canals and eight fillings. <laughs> I'm like, oh, are you kidding? Does what? she have that many teeth?
0: Right. And
1: then he starts telling me how she, I need to not feed her soda and candy bars. I'm like, oh, she has never had that. Never, ever. And he's looking at me like I'm a liar. And so I'm like, okay, thank you. We went and got like four second opinions and everybody kind of said the same thing. I'm like,
0: where's the all the sugar coming from? Right.
1: Yeah. Well, well, and there's, I started digging in because there's a lot of discussion. It's not just eating sugar and the sugar on the outside of the teeth. There's a lot of interesting research by Dr. Weston Price that it's really more about digestion and what you eat that is going to influence this, which I thought was fascinating because I had had really, really bad prenatal nutrition with her in in particular. I had hyperamesis gravidarum and In the first month I lost 30 pounds. I had to be on medication just to like keep any food down. So she, she got, she got the bad end of that stick. Okay. But I, um, so we started digging in and we did a a thing called the GAPS diet, gut and psychology syndrome. And within like the minute that we started, everything shifted for her. And it was amazing because we were having like tooth abscesses and all this kind of stuff and it all stopped. And so I was a really big believer. I'm like, holy cow, what just happened? I'm not even sure. Um, But I would already had this food as medicine experience, and we had, you know, everything was from scratch, like really from scratch. (laughs) And this was back (laughs) in the day. (laughs) You're making your own ketchup, right? (laughs) Oh, seriously, we're making our own ketchup. I get it. We're totally making our own ketchup, right? And it was we were making our own toiletries and cleaning products and like Mm. everything. Mm. to the point that we moved to Idaho to be out where we could raise our own animals like wow. chickens and
0: you're and all how, in you are all in
1: <laughs> oh yeah this is how i roll i am like you're all in yeah do it all big yesterday okay and that's when i got cancer wow and, and that doesn't make any
0: sense there. wait a minute wait a minute that that's Thank you. that's when you exactly. get cancer okay
1: we had moved up there and moved into our house about 8 months before and i was pregnant with my fifth child and i found a lump i had a, a huge mastitis and i did all the stuff i do the moist heat and everything and got it to go away but then there was still there a golf ball size lump there and i'm like what the heck oh, um and i found out it was cancer and that was exactly what i was thinking is like i am doing all the right things like I've taken this to a weird place. Like people look at me like, "You do what?
0: You eat what?" Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't take much, though. To, to, <laughs> yeah, to really, no, no. I, like this I, was I a while ago. I,
1: too,
0: I, and this I had a job in twenty seventeen, and I was already addicted to green smoothies. Right, so I was green smoothie every day. Right, so I am showing up with my green smoothie. Right, and they think I am a that that earned me the label health nut. You are a health nut. You're drinking vegetables. You must be crazy. <laughs> so I get it. I get it. Yeah. It's a
1: thing. <laughs> yeah. And it just kind of made my head spin around because I'm like, everything I've learned, we're doing. Right. I don't I don't take things halfway. And right. yet I got cancer. Like huh. clearly something I'm doing is not right. I need to put all wow. the cards on the table.
0: But let me back that up them. though, because good for you, just because. Like, as soon as you get to cancer, you don't blame anybody but you. (laughs) That's huge. (laughs) And you shouldn't. It's not your fault, necessarily. I'm not saying you deserve blame. But you went, okay, all right, I am responsible for some behavior, right, Yeah, that's making this happen. That's a huge insight that you like, you get the diagnosis. You don't like go, Oh damn it. Why me? No, you go, okay, I got to take care of this shit.
1: (laughs) Exactly. What do I need to do? Because I don't want to have this and I don't want my kids to have it. And am I doing something? Are we eating something? What's going on? Um, And Mm. everything back then, you know, this is like 10 years ago. um, They're talking about raw vegan and, I'm like, really? Because I don't, I don't really, from what I've learned, that's not the best idea. And so I head down to a Gearson clinic, which is a raw vegan right. file of cancer treatment down in Mexico. Right. And I had a lot of questions. I read all their stuff. And it was lots kind of, of carrot big,
0: juice. Yes. So,
1: oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like seven juices a day. Yeah. Um, and enemas and all sorts of oh stuff. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I'm asking the staff, they're like, okay, well, why can't I eat any salt? And, you know, salt's an important nutrient. And why can't I have any fat? And why can't, why am I on a thyroid glandular when you haven't tested my thyroid? And, you know, all these things. And they had no answers. And I was getting a little frustrated. Um, They just didn't answer?
0: They were just like, oh, this is the the protocol or something?
1: They'd like refer me back to the books. I'm like, Okay, well, I've read the books, and it wasn't in there, right. and I'm asking you, and so after an the first okay. day, no, they had no answer, um, the director of the program sat me down, and he's like, Katrina, you've been asking my staff a lot of questions, and you, you really just need to trust in the process. No. And I'm like, No. <laughs> And you don't have answers. This is like I'm I'm I have cancer. Usually people, you know, often die from this. <laughs> it's kind of yeah, a big deal. Right. Why would I trust you if you don't have answers? Right. So he he told me politely me, that if I didn't have, you know, trust and faith in the process that I needed to leave. So you left. And yeah, I got kicked out of the cancer clinic.
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but good for you. Uh, you just, well, you just I mean, saved me one thing on my checklist of what to do if I get cancer. My first thought yeah, was go to Mexico and yeah, don't do that. Okay. Good to know. No,
1: no. I mean, and there's lots of different places in Mexico, but that I
0: particular clinic is a, is yeah. A, yeah. No,
1: I, um, okay. was in a free fall then cause it was okay. Crap. Like, what do I do now? I have no idea. So what I is insurance
0: I- telling you at this point is insurance telling you that, that, you, they can well, do things or not.
1: I'm sure my insurance would have covered um, chemo the chemo radiation, and
0: radiation. All right that stuff. right
1: I I at that point knew from the teeth experience that food can cure and I didn't want what oncology was selling. okay so my insurance was not really insurance because we're self-employed. I have something called Samaritan Ministries. Um, and they actually ended up paying for all my alternative stuff. Wow. Which was Amazing. And Holy very, amazing. yeah, they're the only one that I've ever heard of that will cover stuff functionally, okay. but we haven't gotten to that part. You're jumping ahead.
0: Sorry. <laughs> sorry. My bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just
0: um, it's
1: okay. <laughs> so we, um, so I did a lot of research, right. um, while I did some more juicing and such and found a functional practitioner, which back then functional wasn't like the cool hip thing like it is kind of now. Right. And we started doing some tests and I was really excited because she was looking to answer the questions that I was asking. Like, what is the right diet for me? Why did I get this? Like, what's going on with me? And the tests were showing some really interesting things. So I had thought that I was doing the right things, but I had never tested anything to see if what I was eating was actually getting in me and making a difference. Okay. Um, and when we got some of those tests back, you know, there was lots of tests. I was shocked. Like I had a lot of stuff going on and I had no idea. I had no symptoms. I mean, I had like some things that I was attributing to postpartum like you know some weight some brain fog some fatigue but
0: okay. nothing like
1: big and just seemed just like a normal
0: of kind of postpartum sort of situation
1: Totally yeah okay. nothing super weird um and so this was really interesting to me and I I've, I've learned since then that not everyone shows symptoms as clearly as others and I I don't my body doesn't Yell at me! It, it whispers so quietly that I have to really listen and turn the hearing. Aid on
0: <laughs> yeah, now. yeah.
1: And usually, I notice things neurologically. I don't notice them, you know, digestively or you know, typical uh-huh. symptoms that people have. Okay. So we started addressing everything, and this process was weird. It, it was a lot of supplements, a lot of diet changes, a lot of like coffee enemas, infrared saunas, all this kind of stuff. Wow, interesting. Um, and it was. It was amazing. Um, and the whole process led me into where I wanted to understand like what in the world had just happened. Um, so I went back to school and became a nutritionist and then went through two years of functional lab training and then went through um a certification for integrative oncology through Dr. Nisha Winters, um, which was amazing. And I never at the beginning intended to actually work. As, you know, a nutritionist, but as I got started, it just, the information I was learning was shocking and it was stuff that needed to be out there and I just couldn't, couldn't be quiet about it. And then, um, one thing led to another and I realized how much fun I was having working with clients and how much I wanted to do more of that. So it's grown into a a business where I work with clients virtually all over, all over the world, but primarily in the U S
0: right. Wow. If you need water, go ahead and get some water. <laughs> You're good? <laughs> so I have more questions. So that that first, did you have more than one bout with cancer? No, just the one. Just the one. Okay. So, all right. So basically, you this dietary solution worked, apparently, right?
1: It was not just diet. It okay. was uh, movement. It was a lot of supplements. It was looking at things like for me, I was very estrogen dominant, so addressing and getting that my hor- my sex hormones in balance. Okay. My thyroid is just like super sluggish. We had to kick him around. Okay. Um, I was super low in vitamin D.
0: Mm, a uh, lot of people are super low in vitamin D.
1: Yeah, I had never tested, but I've been taking it for years. Um, okay. <laughs> my my husband and I had been having a lot of marital difficulty, a lot of depression and issues there. So the emotional aspect, um, I, and the, the, the kingpin was that it turned out the house that we had moved into had black mold. That was carcinogenic. Um, Oh my goodness. I know.
0: Okay. So I can, I can relate to black mold. I I got exposed to black mold. Dumb story, but I know all those symptoms and they're gross. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Well, and I honestly didn't have those symptoms. I didn't oh, really?
0: cancer. Oh, wow! Yeah. So you had um, the particular black mo- mold was cancer causing.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's so an, you didn't uh, get any
0: of the typical like joint pain, uh, le- lethargy, all of that stuff. No. Wow.
1: Well, I had the lethargy, but I okay. was you know, ch- but that could have been like um, a million I also different had things. Lot of resistance. Okay. It could have been the blood sugar. It could have right. been the thyroid. And I've since seen, because I run a mold panel on all my clients, like it's not up for debate. Good and idea. <laughs> I've seen several, several people that have had mold that didn't have any symptoms, um, including my sister, which was um, interesting. So there's a lot of people out there with mold that may not know it, and it's how well your body can handle it. I. We also did genetic testing, and I've got some sucky detox pathways and okay. blood sugar handling issues and methylation issues. So, wow. you know, my,
0: everybody's different. Dealt,
1: not great.
0: Yeah, yeah, everybody's different, right? So, in the future, hopefully, you're the future. Uh, y- your cancer treatment will be for you.
1: <laughs> well, and that's the thing. I get people asking me all the time, like, "Oh, how long since you had a scan? You know, how are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm fine. I don't get scans." because right. I'm I'm watching my functional testing and I know when something's off way before I have a huge perfect storm big enough to allow a tumor to form that right. would be actually on a scan yeah. I don't
0: want to wait until you can see it on no. a scan that's <laughs> way too long that, concur <laughs> so let's talk about like some of these things like uh, on your one sheet so I because mm-hmm. I, I love all of these and I want to know the answers <laughs> <laughs> and we're kind of getting, yes. And we're kind of getting like, we're already halfway done. So um, if we go over and you got to quit, just say, I got to quit and we'll quit. I'm good. Okay, good. So how can people find out why they had cancer? What a great question.
1: Yeah, this is this is the thing that no one's asking in traditional oncology. They're just focused on the tumor. And it's very tumor centric. Let's kill the tumor. Let's shrink the tumor. And the way I look at it, the tumor is not the problem. The tumor is a symptom of all the problems. And if you just focus on the tumor, yeah, you can maybe make the tumor go away, but it will come back. Maybe after five years so you get the official I was cured thing. But it, that's, I mean, who cares about that besides statistics? It's really about, like, quality of life and do you you know, want that hanging over your head? Is it going to come back? I want to know that it's not. So. Right. Uh, my mentor, Dr. Nasha Winters, wrote a book called The Metabolic Approach to Cancer, where she identifies 10 different terrain areas, um, and these are what we test for. So I test all my clients for all these different areas to see what, you know, are their areas. So these are areas, um, I'll just go through them real quick, metabolic, hormonal, microbiome, angiogenesis, stress, environmental toxins, epigenetics, immune inflammation and mental emotional. So these are all things. Yeah. Well, (laughs) there's 10 of them. Yeah, These are all things that are shown in the research to drive cancer. And there's different tests that we can do for each one. And, And sometimes you see different things in multiple tests from these areas. But when we see them, then we want to then address them. And I'll give you the magic. This is the problem that most people get hung up on. It is not one thing.
0: It's never it's one never, thing. It's never one thing.
1: <laughs> and this is what most people they're looking. I can tell the
0: exasperation research. that you just want to smack your face. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, this is yeah. The it's
0: never things. one thing. Right.
1: One thing. Let's right. get a pill to do one thing. Yeah. And the clients are all like, let's find the magic bullet. Let's find that one supplement, that one food. Wouldn't that, that one be great.
0: Alcohol. doesn't work that way. Right.
1: No, it totally doesn't work that way. It's, and it's different for everybody. So usually with cancer, it's going to be like six or eight things.
0: Wow! And
1: this is of those ten,
0: the, it's going to be six or eight. Okay. Some. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So for me, I, like I mentioned, metabolic was one. Hormonal was one. My microbiome was messed up. Um, environmental toxins was huge. Um, the mental emotional was big. Epigenetics was big. So I mean, there's six right there. Um, wow. So everybody is different in how it presents. What things in those terrains are specifically an issue and which terrains and that way you know it's different for everybody you have a bio individual approach Mm. and you then know like i mentioned what areas you need to keep your eye on i know that i need to watch my hormones i I actually just did a a dutch test um to check them again recently because i was having little symptoms and they're perfect they're awesome. <laughs> um,
0: but that's so good. It's good no, that you check. All, right.
1: All I have to do is. At you least know, you know,
0: and deep. it it's going to help that stress one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Well, and yes.
1: I'm testing my hormones at the very, very beginning of the neglius symptom. Um, right. That is not even an issue. We're not testing like once a tumor has been Too there late. for a while. That's
0: Too not late. What I'm Too late. Exactly. Too late. So, okay. Not
1: necessarily too late, but later than I would like to start thinking. Too late so for to
0: Katrina. Yes. <laughs> I concur. Too late for Jeff, too. So <laughs> let's do what kind of diet should most people be on if they have cancer? Because it's on there, yeah. so that sounds like a good question. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah, so the diet that, and this is not one size fits all, but the diet that you want for cancer is a ketogenic diet. Um, I've heard we this. We want to starve the cancer, and we want to utilize those ketones to heal. Right now, sometimes people get a little, little anxious just hearing that. Right, because keto sounds those,
0: hard. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It does sound hard, but usually it has to do with being a little addicted to carbs, and that was me. I kind of freaked out. I remember we're all
0: addicted to carbs.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, I told my practitioner, I'm "Like, no, that's scary. That's dangerous. You can't cut out a whole food, you know, right. group." Right. And, you know, what I've learned is that there are no essential carbohydrates. Correct. So there's essential, <laughs> no, no, literally, like, there's essential amino acids. We've heard of that. The, mm-hmm. the, the building blocks for the proteins. Right. There's essential fatty acids. You know, there's omega-3s, omega-6s. These are the things that your body can't make itself, and you have to eat it. Right. There's no essential carbohydrates. There's nothing in a carbohydrate that you can't make yourself. Um,
0: Interesting. Good to know.
1: Now, with that, there are some some powerful food, uh, plants, things that I like to still have my clients have. So this is not a low vegetable diet. I want lots of vegetables right. because I want the fiber. Mm-hmm. And I hear that well, because all those people juicing for cancer are throwing the best part away, the fiber. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. That's been shown to be the most right. important thing to creating a great microbiome is to feed them the fiber.
0: Right. So and like smoothies, them- not juices. Yes, 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 yes. exactly. <laughs> I got rid of my juicer and got a really nice blender. But Yay, <laughs> I love it. But I'll say this: if you got to start somewhere, juicing's fun.
1: No, no, <laughs> juicing's not good. Sorry. <laughs> Okay. Now, the thing with juicing is not only taking the fiber out, which is good for the microbiome, but that fiber is slowing down the bomb of sugar that's going to Correct. your bloodstream. Yeah. And if people have cancer, I don't think I've seen anybody yet that didn't have blood sugar issues, period. Okay. Um, now, that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Um, you could be the outlier, but the thing is with, with blood sugar issues, you don't feel bad. You have a boatload of sugar running around. You feel good. That's true. And so true. until you see the testing... People don't believe me, right? And that's what we want to get under control um, for for cancer and such. Is one of the primary things.
0: So, what would your carbs look like uh, in in this keto diet? Are they like broccoli, cauliflower? Go, yes. go go through some of the good ones that people actually yeah. Might want so
1: to eat. those cruciferous vegetables and the low carb vegetables have lots of phytonutrients with right. compounds that are known to fight cancer. Now, you're not going to be able to get enough to turn cancer around just from eating lots of broccoli. You'd have to eat re- insane amounts of broccoli. Right. But um, that's what you want to focus on. They're low-carb. They're have got they super nutrient-dense. So I tell my clients that your plate should look like a boatload of vegetables, a little bit of really clean meat, and then it's covered in sauce. So the okay. fat is, is what takes up like no room on the plate but has the majority of the calories okay. and it's going to give you energy and the fuel.
0: Okay. And that's for those, that's for those ketones. Cause ketones come from fat.
1: Yeah. The ketones, your body actually makes makes.
0: those, right. So you're
1: not, well, I mean, you can have, um, Exogenous oil. Right, right. I don't usually focus on that with clients, especially at the beginning. I focus on them getting into ketosis without that. So I know that their body metabolically and the Krebs cycle is actually doing what it needs to be doing. And then, With cancer, not only do you want to get into a nutritional ketosis, which is kind of like 0.5, 0.7, up to like two something, right? um, but I want them to get into a therapeutic. And so that's like another level, like over three, where it's going to take a little more work. And that's where the exogenous ketones should come into play.
0: So let's talk about the why of keto, because I love it. And and you're an expert and I I just, I'll be quiet now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, this goes back to like I think it's the 30s, and Otto Warburg won the Nobel Prize for defining wow. what actually constitutes a cancer cell. And so, in the mitochondria, he showed that there's a switch for how they burn enter um, and, and create energy. So that instead of going through, you know, oxygen and using um, fats and, and a variety of different things, it turns into an anaerobic, so non-oxygen. And it actually happens in a different place, it's in the cytozyme, and it creates um, it's very inefficient. It creates a lot of acid, which is where you get people talking about like you shouldn't, you know, you want to be more alkaline because the the cancer cell will be floating in like a sea of acid that it is producing. It has nothing to do with what the person's eating. It's okay. a really common misconception. Interesting. But you need a lot more sugar. So it's like glucose, can be glucose all day long. I want glucose. To the so point cancer where cells
0: eat sugar.
1: They need a lot of they it. They need a lot it's of so sugar. So inefficient okay. in order for them to grow and proliferate, they need a lot of sugar. Okay. And by sugar, I'm talking blood sugar, which is any carbohydrates.
0: Right. Glucose. Not- everything that, yes. anything the body you consume can be broken down into glute- glucose, right? unless exactly. it's um, what well, even fat, right? Even fat can turn into sugar if you already have enough fat. Right. So that, yes, yes.
1: exactly. <laughs> Neogenesis a nice big a plus word
0: there. Say that again. Um, Say that. what?
1: gluconeogenesis That's Ooh. when your body can break down like proteins or fats and turn it into glucose. glucose. Right. And the reason it does that is if your blood sugar gets really low, Okay, it's not going to do that if your blood sugar is between 70 and 90, your blood sugar is fabulous and your body's fine. But if it starts to dip down, like if you fast or something, mm. it can counter that and bring it back up. And this is why you don't need carbohydrates because you can go, I think the world record, I don't remember the guy's name, was over like a year he went without eating a single thing because he Carbots. was like massive, like 400 pounds or something. And he literally just ate off of his pantry of fat that he had on Wow.
0: It. So he's got to yeah. be eating protein, though.
1: No, no. No. He ate nothing.
0: He ate nothing no. but fat.
1: He took some multivitamins, I think, uh-huh. and he drank well, and that
0: was it. Wow. 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 <laughs>
1: right? Now I don't think most of us can do that. We don't have that much storage, even if we think we're fat or are fat. Like, it's usually right. not that much. But the idea that we can just...
0: Sunshine, yeah, vitamins, water, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fresh air, yes.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Okay. So let's see. I'm gonna pick out another question.
1: Well, I'll just finish that yep. thought. So the, Please. the the cells, the cancer cells, need that blood sugar so much that they will actually create their own extra blood supply. So they will wow. create more blood vessels coming to them, which is a angioneogenesis. There's another fancy word for you. But you just think, like, they need more. So they need more people bringing it to them, like, you know, any kind of addict. They need more sources. Right. And that's where we want to try to monitor. If you don't have the high blood sugar and you slow down the angiogenesis, what are you doing? You're starving the cancer. Mm. It doesn't have its its raw materials to then grow out of control and proliferate.
0: Right. So basically... Yeah, well, let, as you sum up, so standard American diet feeds cancer.
1: Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> well, and right. the standard American diet not only has the high carbohydrate load, which we're talking, so just to give um, the audience some reference, with a ketogenic diet, we're usually talking like 20 to 30 grams of carbs a day, and that's from, you know, preferably the low-carb veggies. Standard American diet is usually 200 or 300 grams of carbs a day
0: right like a baked potato right
1: it's all over the place yeah bread Um, sandwich there's a huge (laughs) difference there and the other problem with the standard american diet is that the fats they do eat are usually the processed rancid bleached oxidized fats in things like the vegetable oils Mm. because every processed food every restaurant they all use all these terrible fats because it's more cost-effective
0: and they have shelf life. More like half-life. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, the thing is, those are super shelf-stable because...
0: Yeah, because uh, they're they filled, filled with self-draft. preservatives. Yeah, and antibiotics. Well, they, yeah.
1: they bleach it. They deodorize it. If you right. look up online, it is pretty scary what they've done. But they make it so it's like nothing. It doesn't taste or smell like anything. But that's it's already rancid. They've just made it so you can't tell with your nose that it's rancid.
0: Wow. That's, and
1: those are huge right. inflammatory drivers
0: right do, and do you remember watching that movie um ah, it's a documentary about the guy eating uh, McDonald's supersize me Yes. <laughs> and, and and he was and that that they put like a big Mac or something under a, a a little glass jar or whatever, right, and then an ordinary burger right from like a mom and pop, it was full of mold within like a couple of days, and that big mac look just fine
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's really creepy. but see that's that's the issue and here's the problem yeah. a lot of the vegetarians and vegans plant-based stuff they throw the baby out with the bathwater because i would 100% agree with them that that thing that was under the glass i wouldn't even call it a hamburger
0: is not that's food. not good and it's that will food.
1: cause cancer right not the meat it's it's what kind of meat is it because, like I said, we're really into quality. I, we raise our own cows. I wow. literally have my own beef. And I know what those cows eat. And it is not what they're feeding on those KFO right. farm lots. Right,
0: right. Uh,
1: my cows eat only grass. Period.
0: There's no antibiotics.
1: There's no hormones. They're not fed grain. Nothing.
0: And they're happy cows. They're happy cows.
1: They're super happy. (laughs) They get kids (laughs) petting them.
0: Yeah.
1: And we butcher them at the time, the proper time. So we butcher them after the the fast-growing grass of the spring slows down at the beginning of the summer Mm -hmm. so that they have the peak of omega-3s in their fat. Um, So it's the most nutritious.
0: And they had a super life in one bad day. Not so bad. (laughs)
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> so very much what are the most common drivers of cancer outside say maybe diet because we really covered that but i mean you know that's okay overlap is good
1: yeah so there's those 10 different areas right and probably what i see the most um is the environmental toxins
0: okay so wow. that is, see now this is something i've never even thought about oh hit, yeah hit me and
1: this is what people don't <laughs> Coming. I know. This is what I didn't see coming. This is where, like, it hit me broadside. I did not have any idea. I thought I was getting a lot of toxins out. I wasn't right. using commercial makeup right, or right. products and stuff. But there's a lot of other ways. You know, people don't check their water very often. Um, okay. People don't look at some of these things. You know, for heavy metals, the the amalgams in their teeth and such. Yep. Looking at the the biggest one I see. I have only had one client ever. That didn't have mold.
0: Wow! Like that's huge. One um, client that didn't have mold. One. One. And
1: I'm still kind of surprised that she didn't.
0: <laughs> you're kind of you're kind of questioning the output of that test. <laughs> I
1: know. <right? laughs> that, that's how uh, wow. ubiquitous it is nowadays. But there's so many different toxins. I have seen so many weird things. I have a panel that I run with my clients of non-metal toxins. You know, things like BPA, benzene, different um, chemicals that are in our products. Right. And in, our in
0: your carpet, and right? Like, yes, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, and I've had so many clients come back with weird stuff. Now, those chemicals usually get out of our system in a couple days. But if they're showing up on a test, that means that they are being Persistent.
0: exposed to it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: So, like, I had a client. She um, showed up with crazy high levels of benzene. And that mm. is like a chemical that's in like.
0: Yeah. You need some house plants. You need house plants. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But <laughs> she lives out in nowhere. Uh-huh. I mean, we're talking, there's no flight patterns with gas exhaust coming down on right. her. There's not near any highways. There's no like off gassing chemicals in our environment. We were like totally stumped. Huh. And a few weeks or so after um, we got this test bag, we're still scratching our heads. We tested our water. There was nothing there. Um, and it turns out her tailpipe fell off and she took it into her mechanic. And I don't, I'm not a car mechanic, but he said that somehow the, the pipe that goes up into her, you know, attached onto everything had holes in it that were
0: leaking into, the
1: exhaust into her cabin of her car.
0: Oh my God.
1: I know, but it wasn't enough for her to smell it. Either that Her sniffer wasn't so good. Um, so she's getting she killed
0: just, slowly, basically. Very, yeah, and she drove strong. every
1: day. so right. it was pretty big. For that's us a to huge
0: find amount that. of <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> but these are the weird things that people don't see happening in their life unless we start testing the weird, obscure things. But that's, the way,
0: she—you know—that one thing that strikes me as I'm like, Burr. you know, I was in the military way too long, right? So like, you just sort of like grin and bear chemicals. everything, right? You just like, I'm okay. Leave me alone, Sarge. <laughs> Um, after that, then I, I realized just how much screening doesn't happen, right? Like you would hope you've got, I'm paying for insurance and there's like no cancer screening. I'm sorry. There's two cancer screens, right? On an ordinary insurance kind of thing. Like they'll give you a colonoscopy and they'll tell you, you've got an enlarged prostate. This is dude side, right? I think that's it. I mean, maybe they're looking at, I know they're looking at my blood, but as far as I know, they're not looking for cancer in my blood. Does that make sense? Well You know yeah, more about yeah. it than me, but just. Okay, so here's the thing.
1: This is, this is sick care, not health care. Correct. If people want to have the experience where they don't have cancer, right. you know, look at where you want your life to go. 80, you know, when you're 80, you have to do this. This right. is not us relying on insurance to take care of us because that not will not happen. happen. Right. And people need to wake up to that fact. Um, maybe but someday, work, but not,
0: not while we're alive.
1: <laughs> right. Blender, right. They will run a CBC and a metabolic panel and rarely anything else. And those two panels alone might, might cost $10. I'm pushing it. Okay. And there's a whole bunch of markers and people are like, Oh, my doctor runs lots of tests. And I'm like, yeah, no, this is nothing. This is not any of the good markers at all. Right. And it's, it's insane and ridiculous. They're not looking at anything that, a uh, you know, that they can really see in there a substantial effect in terms of cancer. Um, the important markers are not on there. And this is the problem I have found with my, okay, so breast cancer is, you know, one of the biggest things people come in to me for that all the time. And we know most people are familiar with the idea that there's some hormone components to driving cancer, um, with cancer. You know how many times I've had a doctor run a client's hormones Zero. Yep. Mm-hmm. Zero. Never. 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 <laughs> um, I Sorry. Mean, so not shocked. Testing the tumor, but right. they're not testing the clients. And I, it just drives me insane because I, I've had clients come with like, they're on hormone replacement therapy. No one has tested their hormones ever. And they get cancer. And the, the cancer doctor doesn't even check to see if their hormones are off. And they're still on the hormone replacement therapy while they're getting their lumpectomy and stuff. And I'm like, this is insanity. Like right. how right. how is this not malpractice? It's it's crazy.
0: It's disconnected. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let, let we have about five more minutes. So yeah. before we forget, let's say your website again. <laughs> Your nutritional Pilates.com for now. Maybe someday yes. that might change, but I'm sure.
1: Pilates.
0: Yeah. Uh, and someday maybe in the future that might change, but this has been a blast. Please come back and uh, let's do more of this because this is great. And uh, we have to come up with something that I can go to because I, I want to go do like some sort of, you know, retreat that I can do. So if you find one, email oh, yeah. me one. Yeah.
1: We can, Totally do a guy one. It's just um yeah, I no get it. No,
0: target guy. market branding, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying tomorrow. <laughs> just keep me in mind, guys want help too. <laughs> Absolutely. I will keep that
1: in mind.
0: <laughs> Katrina, this has been a blast. Thanks for hanging out with me. And uh wow. Now I, I really have to get into keto. Maybe I'll just go try to do it myself. You know, I don't have a job now, so it should be, you know, less stressful.
1: There you go. Well, connect with me because I do have some online courses. Oh, sweet. My, the group program I mentioned um, is going to have an online DIY um, component to it. And that'll, that should be out by the end of the year. But I, I do have some other ones already.
0: Awesome. Cool. So glad to meet you. You, of, of, of all, maybe of all guests... You might save my life.
1: (laughs) There you go. And
0: everybody else too. So thank you. And
1: hopefully you won't need it, right?
0: Well, no, I mean, it's better not to get cancer. So when's the best day to start working on that? I would say, you know, 10 years ago, but I can't go back in time. So today will work.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I would agree with that.
0: All right. You have a good one. Thanks for chatting with me.
1: Thank you so much.
0: All right. Bye bye.